Hello and welcome in to uh, Free Rambler Man, a country music podcast. I'm not going to say what episode, maybe I'll stop doing that now that we've passed 15, but um, I think just welcome into the podcast. My name's John Kerr. I'm looking at Stuart Bamford on a Zoom line. And uh, Stuarty, how have you been? I think that would make it episode 16. I'm all right. I'm a little bit tired, as you know, but I'm going to stop whinging like a little bitch, which I am conscious of that I am doing at the minute, and just say, I'm great, John. How are you? Hey, we can't all be on national radio, eh? And deal with those pressures that come with it. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride, but, uh, you know, roller coaster rides are at the same time scary, but also fantastic. Amen. Ups and downs, surely, eh? Uh, was it sunshine and rain and all that sort of jazz? Um, rough with the smooth, John. Rough with the smooth. Other things along those lines, mate. Well, you had a bit of time this past week because we got out for a meal, didn't we? You opened my eyes to something called, am I pronouncing it right? Halume? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to say Nando's. Yeah, halloumi. <laughs> halloumi, the little, the little halloumi starter that we got. We ordered our mains. I ordered the mains, and then I was like, sure, you're going to love it. Halloumi sticks with like a chili jam dip. And you were like, sorry, what is it? I was like, mate, halloumi. But you actually said, do you want to order some halloumi? And I went, what the hell? <laughs> well, what do you think? Salty, grilled melty gooey cheesy goodness right i told you i'm a baby bell man oh behave yourself there's a psychology in the baby bell in the same way that there is with cigarettes right they deliberately wrap it like that because psychologically it's telling you you know this is a gift you're associating this with opening a present and you know what it's the gift that just keeps on giving <laughs> do you know it's funny that you say that because i'm not even joking i think nando's was built on the same idea in that you pay first psychologically you get such a better um feeling getting up at the end and leaving your meal without having to pay yes pay first in nando's you end the experience on a high after some lovely food night you go out the door you arrived before me and i got a message saying meet me in the booth (laughs) i made my way to the booth and there he was in this secluded area right every sort of three minutes or so a different member of staff from a variety of nationalities (laughs) just kept coming out and said hey john and then fist pumping you hello john he was like Drake sitting in Nando's. Oh, man. <laughs> Great people, Nando's. Great people. Can't say enough nice things. Well, Stuarty, it is Super Bowl Sunday, one of the finest days of, of all the year. I am uh, I'm a pretty happy boy today, i got to be honest. Did you see that new Weber job I bought? My mate came around the other day, and he and I uh, christened the barbecue with um with Did you make love on it? <laughs> oh, behave yourself. We um we had some pork chops, we had some chicken, we had some burgers, we had some sausages. It was incredible, absolutely incredible. So uh, it looks great. We, yeah, we had a great barbecue. I should probably come to your dad's butchers, get some meat, and then come back and, and grill it up, fire it up. I'll take you with me to my dad's butchers. And I thought you were going to say, "I'll take you dancing in the country," and you'll experience what I experienced at Nando's. I walk into that butchers in the most rundown area of Newton Abbey possible and we'll pass all the spides. We'll walk past them to the front of the queue and I'll fist pump my dad or my brother and I'll say, here, bag of meat for Mr. Kerr, please. <laughs> I'll even throw in a pig's dick. <laughs> anyway, Super Bowl Sunday, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles. That's not why we're here, but it's uh, it's worth mentioning. Anyway, that's when we're recording this. Sunday, the 12th of February. Uh, it will go out on Tuesday and you'll be listening to this on Tuesday or else later in the week. But whenever you are, Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us through 15 episodes of Free Rambler Man, a country music podcast. We hope we've been a gateway into the industry for you. And we hope we've been kind of 
reining each other in when maybe one goes off too far to the other side and uh, and have kind of embraced that and stayed that middle of the road identity maybe i grilled you on this the other night in nando's as an american football enthusiast are you still going for the kansas city chiefs and i say that as a betting man yeah, yeah, I'm going for the Chiefs, 100 Okay, I just want that frozen in time as we, you know, because it's Sunday afternoon. Uh, country Music News, top of the media-based country chart. Nate Smith, Whiskey on You. I believe it's his second week at number one. No, I ain't gonna waste another drop of whiskey on you. No change uh, as, far as, uh, as far as I remember to the Hot Country song. Still, Zach Bryan, something in the orange. But there is a change atop the Billboard Country Albums chart. Remember, last week, whenever Hardy friend of morgan pipped morgan to the top spot with his new the mockingbird and the crow yeah. um album morgan's dangerous double album back on top oh my goodness the staying power of this album it'll be interesting to see if the next one which it probably will eclipses dangerous because it's going to take something special to knock that away from number one never mind the top 10 absolutely absolutely i'm so excited to see it i really am and as you know i'm a big fan of of, of morgan and hardy and Ernest, and this is kind of maybe a nice way to from to transition out of the chart chat to some country music news because Ernest has Sturdy's putting his finger up in the air. He says, John, wait, wait, I had a perfect link here planned. My highlight of the podcast is always to tell you what's atop of the Irish country chart. We've skipped ahead. We haven't even done the UK iTunes chart, which I loaded up as well, Sturdy. I only interrupt because it's a bit of a shocker, right? Finally, the uh Irish country charts has a proper country song at the top of it. Ooh. Luke Combs, love you anyway. Oh, I love you anyway. Oh, wow. Hey, get some applause in there in the edit. Yeah. That's the way you <laughs> applaud a toddler because, like, they haven't spilt their dinner down their shirt. Yeah. Well and I actually pulled up, I said, yeah, I pulled up the uh, the UK country chart on iTunes and Shania Twain, Giddy Up. Well, it's still Gideon on up there at number one. Um, also, you can click on the albums chart on iTunes, right? And Shania Twain is number one. Who do you think is number two? Taylor Swift. Shania Twain. Who's number three? Taylor Swift. Shania Twain. Who's number four? Taylor Swift. Shania Twain. Who's number five? Taylor Swift. Not the Shania Twain. <laughs> it's the Shires, actually. <laughs> but, not, you know, she's the top four albums. Wow. Do you know what is funny about this chart, right? So when, as I'm scrolling through and I see Laura Lynn's I Ain't a Bitch sitting at number 16, okay? Uh, it's got a little red E beside it. Explicit songs in country music are a rarity, right? And it's funny when you're just scrolling through and you see little E's. I think there's like five of them in the entire chart, okay? Can you yeah. guess some of the others that might be in there, Stuart? I've got to think Hardy. Morgan Wallen's song Last Night that just came out, right? And behind it, Shania Twain, Pretty Liar. <laughs> it's explicit. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Shania, you potty mouth. <laughs> of course, Zach Bryan is in there at 106, his song Dawns featuring Maggie Rogers. And then I think there's maybe one or two more. Uncle Cracker, follow me at 144. This is the thing I would say about Uncle Cracker, right? So okay. that song, Follow Me, I do like the song and it's hung around. But Uncle Cracker has been involved in his own controversy, which doesn't seem to have arrived over this part of the world. So I think it was around 2007, right? He was arrested after a 26-year-old woman alleged that he had committed a sexual act against her, against her will. Like, I'm sorry to bring this to your attention, but, you know, follow me and everything's all right. You know, don't follow him. I have no idea what to say right now. I'll be the one to tuck you in at night. I'm sure you will. So, Stuart, safe to move on now to Ernest? As I'm sorry that I interrupted you, but, you know, 
the Irish country charts is something I'm just very passionate about. It means a lot to you. It means a lot to you. And look, it wouldn't really be fitting. Look, it's middle of the road. We've got to be fair. We've got to be free. We have a free rambling man. Um, and so the Irish country charts gets their place. And look here this week, atop the Irish country chart was an American. Look, Combs, go on, your son. Um, Ernest released his flower shops, the album, colon, Two Dozen Roses. So effectively, just uh, a re-release of the album, a deluxe release of the album. Um, but a lot more songs. I think the last one ended on the acoustic version of Flower Shop. So that was track 11. There are now 24 songs. So that's more than the original album. <laughs> you know, absolutely wild. But um, yeah, some great songs in there. This Fire, um, songs we used to sing was kind of already out. But um, Unhang the Moon. He's got a couple of uh, duets in there, or collaborations with uh, Dean Dillon, Jake Worthington. Have you checked out any of the music? Not really, to be honest with you. I mean, I will. Or maybe maybe more one of my guys than one of your guys. I would say that, yeah, but I will get around to the album. But I mean, I've only just heard the latest release from Sam Hunt before we hit record. I'm not far behind it this week. But I am curious to see if Ernest sort of catches up to the level of like, I'm not going to say Morgan Wallen because who's at that level, but like a Hardy. I almost feel like he's just going to continue to be part of that group. But And those who get it, get it and love it. But I just don't see him climbing much more, do you? I know what you mean. I haven't seen him live, so I got to preempt that with this but i have reservations about how strong his voice is live in clips that i've seen but i would be very very keen to see him live anyway and uh, i think his music is so oh, just vibey and a lot of it's anthemic and kind of you know gets the people going and sing along so maybe he doesn't need to you know rock the house down like hardy does or or morgan um he's very much got his own style i think he's very very different i think he's probably the most different i know or it's, it's funny saying that after Hardy's just released The Mockingbird and the Crow but that's only you know half an album's worth of rock songs Ernest is probably the most different the most it's almost like if there was a genre called antique country uh, I feel like Ernest would be like the poster boy go and check out Flower Shop's the album Two Dozen Roses it is out now um, and it's wonderful it is wonderful it's vibey it's authentic country music and if you're a fan of of Ernest you will love it I promise you that um who do you prefer, Ernest or Hardy? Right now, I prefer Ernest. Oh. Um, I think if you ask in in totality, I'd have to say Hardy because I connected with Hardy first. I mean, I think Science Over You is one of the greatest country songs ever. So if you're even responsible for one unbelievable song that, that transcends the genre for me, then uh, I think I'm probably going to have to side with you. Um, you know, it's tough to decide between the two of them. I love all of those guys. You know, the obviously Morgan... Uh, Hardy, Ernest, and I seems like Jelly Roll's in that crew, and even uh, the, you know then the extensions of Jelly Roll. But Billy Zimmerman seems to be fitting right in there as well. I saw a photo mm-hmm. we shared this past week of uh, of him and Ernest and uh, and Morgan, and uh, what was it captioned twenty twenty three or something? Okay. So uh, if that's twenty twenty three, we've talked about uh, what might happen in twenty twenty four with some of those guys coming over here. Could be really exciting next couple of years for all of them. So last Sunday night, the Grammy Awards took place in Los Angeles. Uh, as far as country music is concerned, I suppose you would say Willie Nelson was perhaps the biggest winner. He lifted Best Country Album for A Beautiful Time, as well as um, Best Country Solo Performance for Live Forever. Cody Johnson, your boy, he scooped Best Country Song for Tell You Can't. And uh, hmm, Best Country Duo slash Group Performance, Carly Pierce and Ashley McBride never wanted to be that girl. There were also performances from, and great performances, may I add, from Brandy Carlisle, Luke Combs and Casey Musgraves. 
I'm sure you'll agree, gave the most stunning tribute to Loretta Lynn with the performance of Coal Miner's Daughter. I was born a coal miner's daughter. Oh man, that was incredible. Shared that on the uh, on the Instagram story. Absolutely incredible. Casey Musgraves did her justice. Wasn't she barefooted? And she just came out with an acoustic guitar. And you can play guitar. I bluff. But how difficult it is when you have an arena in front of you full of other musicians. You're on live television and you're covering an artist who passed not that long ago. Casey makes it all just look so effortless. Can you check it out? Is it still on YouTube, Stuart? Maybe head to the official, is it the Recording Academy Grammy socials? They seem to have this week been sharing a lot of the full performances. I'm very high in Casey, very high in Casey, you know. I, She's high most of the time. You the MI Country <laughs> Music Awards 2023. That took place on Tuesday night of this week at the Tully Glass Hotel in Ballymena. It was a who's who of who the hell are they? <laughs> performances from people like... Uh, I love whenever you read articles in like local papers nobody's reading. They go like the queen of country music, Philomena Bagley. According to who? Susan McCann, Robert Mazell, the Louisiana Saturday Night Man. And from the kitchen to the morning light, Louisiana Saturday night. Allegedly, these awards, the outcome was voted by the public. The type of people that, you know, don't know how to work a toaster. Oh, God, you wouldn't belong getting fresh, but... Such prestigious awards. You know, say you're a singer-songwriter, you're peddling your art. You'd love to be really named, you know, most glamorous female. Sounds about right. Like, like these awards are trapped, you know, 30, 40, 50 years before. Did you hear who got rare of the year? No. Um, but apparently Derek Ryan was the Chris Stapleton at this particular <laughs> award show. He picked up Best Male, Best Live Act, and Best Songwriter. You know, I've got the clip going in my head from our previous pod, one of the previous episodes. Where's Charles Wesley Godwin, such and such? Where's Emily Scott Robinson, such and such? Where's Derek Ryan's calling your cousin? Yeah, I mean, I just don't get it. I attended this award show last year and, uh, you know, it sounds fairly prestigious. So I put on a tux and yet everybody at it was in like jeans and tracksuits. I think it was the best male award. I was asked to present it to Derek Ryan, but here's how this thing actually played out, right? The guy on stage said, <laughs> and now the category of best male. Let's take a look at the nominees. And the winner is Derek Ryan. Derek Ryan then walks on stage. Then the guy goes, and to present the award, please welcome downtown country Stuart Bamford. So then I have to make my way awkwardly from the back of the room to the stage, past a load of like elderly people and people in wheelchairs, excuse me, excuse me, just to get up on stage to literally lift the award, hand it to Derek, stand there for a photo, and then go home. Now you're on national radio, mate. It must have been that huge profile the awards gave you last year, though. You know, just think you were putting the little building blocks in place. You're probably right, John. That's what did it. <laughs> so it has been announced that Tanya Tucker, Hardy, Lainey Wilson, Charlie Horsham and Ernest have been added to the list of performers taking part in now a tribute concert in honour of the late comedic actor Leslie Jordan, who died in October of last year after his car veered off the road and hit a building in Hollywood. It was later revealed that he died of natural causes and not from the crash itself. He was 67 years old. You may know this guy from starring in TV shows like Will and Grace, Ugly Bear. American Horror Story. I actually have him as the alert on my phone whenever I get a text message. Could I text you? Daddy, Daddy, watch me twirl. Daddy! <laughs> That's Leslie Jordan. That's his legacy. 
So this concert is happening next Sunday, the 19th of February at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville. Previously announced performers include Jelly Roll, Ashley McBride, Mara Morris, Brothers Osborne, loads more. Do you know who this guy is? Yeah, I know Lizzie Jordan, yeah. He was like four foot nothing as well, wasn't he tiny? That's a fine size for a man. <laughs> who am I thinking of that was four foot nothing? Gosh, I just went to the Opry, I feel awful. Little Jimmy Dickens. Yeah, God forgive me. I was very fond of this guy, Leslie Jordan, particularly during the pandemic. I thought his the videos that he was posting online were very humorous and give a really lighthearted take at a time when genuinely we didn't know if we were ever going to come out the other end of this. So, you know, rest in peace, Leslie Jordan. And this is some lineup to sort of acknowledge the guy's life and legacy. I'm excited to see that. And it's only fitting, isn't it? What about Loretta Lynn? Is that inevitable then that we're going to have an all-female compilation album? The Loretta Lynn tribute album, right? I'll go on, you go on. Casey okay. Musgraves. Mara Morris. Carly Pierce. Miranda Lambert. Haley Witters. Claudia Buckley. <laughs> you have to go there. I love you, Claudia. Tanya Tucker will probably be in there, right? Yeah, Brandy Carlisle. Reba. Would Kelsey be in there? I don't know if I've ever heard much of... I mean, just because Kelsey's so pop now, you know? Gosh, Jared, it's been five minutes. Quickly give us a Kelsey and Jay Stokes update. They've been lying low this week. So Luke Combs has released yet another song from his upcoming album, Getting Old. The album's coming on the 24th of March. The new song's called Love You Anyway. Oh, I love you anyway. He's also this week unveiled the track listing for this 18-song release, which includes a cover of Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. We've seen the renditions he's done on his Instagram, right? Of Tracy Chapman's great song. And... um. I think people are excited for it. I mean, is it going to be a revelation? I don't know. But I think what most people are probably excited about is uh, the fact that Five Leaf Clover is coming on this album, finally, at last. Thank God for that. I mean, I know fans of Luke Combs who are not fans of country music who adore that song and have been been waiting for it to come out. I'm just pulling up the track list here of Getting Old, right? And you know me, titles, right? I like titles. I'm just looking through them. So Growing Up and Getting Old, Hannah Ford Road. I'm just trying to think which one sticks out to me. Back 40 Back, You Found Yours, The Beer, The Band, and The Bar Still. I mean, these are cool songs, aren't they? Yeah. Still, See Me Now, Joe. Any particular song you're looking forward to, Shirley? I'm not the world's biggest Luke Combs fan. I mean, obviously, I'm very aware of how popular he is, and I love what he's doing for country, and he's bringing in people to discover other artists who wouldn't even normally listen to country music. But, I mean, do you know what it is? I've probably said this before. It's the Ed Sheeran. Before that, it's the Phil Collins factor. You hear his stuff so often on the radio that it dilutes how special it is to Mm. the point where, like, if you're listening to it every day, then nothing makes me then go out of my way to listen to another 18 songs. Surely, any more news in there? Have we got any mention of Megan Maroney's debut at the Grand Ole Opry? Tell me about that, because I saw her posting photographs to socials today looking like a Barbie doll. Which is different for her, to be fair. It was last um, night, wasn't it? Yeah, she Instagrammed today, actually. Uh, we're recording this Sunday the 12th. I love country music, and I'll never get over last night. Thank you, Opry. And, and there she was with the white boots, the red dress, and the big blonde dolly-esque hair, and, uh, and singing her heart out in photo two. I think we can both say that we're ecstatic for, for Megan, right? And we've talked about her um, starting as kind of like an influencer turned country music star, but she has some really deep lyrics. And also she's making things happen very quickly. It's almost like from week to week, you feel like her career gathers so much more momentum. 
watch this space. Certainly with the way things have been going, I think it could be another, dare I say, Lenny Wilson on our hands. But you know what? Country music needs it. Country music needs more big, powerful females. I just want to say, have you heard, and I think you have, the new Sam Hunt release, Walmart? I saw your mama at Walmart with your little girl. Yeah, it's so good. It is so good, man. That's vintage Sam Hunt, right? That's Montevallo Sam Hunt right there. I loved Sam Hunt back in the day. I'd say Sam Hunt was my, like, OG Morgan Wallen. You know, yeah. just artist. Oh, this guy's going to be perennially in my top one, top five, certainly. Um Gosh, it really took me back to the the glory days. 2015, I think it was 2014, 2015. That when Montevallo came out. I mean, even take your time. It was so different. That really was a revelation, and it was revolutionary in country music. You know, here he was talking this song. Like, who does this guy think he is? But I mean, he redefined his genre and he transcended country music from from his debut. He was so left of everything else, and yet he was almost a victim of his success because then he became like the poster boy for that sort of like pop R&B spoken word country sound. And he almost very quickly through the press became a bit of a caricature of himself. And I love the fact that he then took a massive step back and let the momentum die. And now he's putting out music that's as good as it ever was, but it's just, you know, it's there. If you want to go looking for it, look for it, but it's not right in your face. You know what I mean? Also, I'll just finish with this, I think. And, you know, part of me is just doing this for badness because this is the type of thing that provokes a reaction from you. Stay with me for these two very informative pieces and then unleash hell at the end, right? So Carrie Underwood, her husband, Mike Fisher, and their two sons, Jacob and Isaiah, they've adopted a new rescue puppy. Now, they currently have two other dogs. One's called Penny. Another is a German Shepherd. They adopted that in 2019. It's called Zero. Good God. Carrie is currently on her Denim and Rhinestones tour in the States and has revealed this week that when she's on the road, she has the exact same dinner at the same time every day. So she eats at 5 p.m. sharp. She's a vegetarian. I didn't know that. So she has two eggs, scrambled and peppered, half an avocado, cherry tomatoes, peppers, cucumber, and hummus, but no halloumi. Much too fat in halloumi. Are you kidding me? Carrie could never eat that. Not a chance. Not with no. Um, that sounds incredibly boring. Yeah. Wow. And that's this week's country music roundup. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, Sturdy, we wanted to continue on in the feature just to finish the episode, right? Um, it's a feature that we started a few weeks back. We had a run on interviews there that kind of interrupted it, but I started talking to you one random week about these artists that have almost uh, fallen off the radar through maybe no fault of their own or whatever but it's just an interesting way to talk about some of these um some of these names that that meant something to us maybe once upon a time and so i thought i'd continue on with where i left off help me with it so uh, one of the names i wanted to mention surely the swan brothers they were like on idol or the voice weren't they the voice, and then yeah, they the voice, yeah, with yeah. carrie underwood there we were talking about carrie what a natural link gosh you think we're broadcasters um but speaking the, of two scrambled eggs <laughs> the poor swan brothers i don't know i think i maybe still follow them on instagram and maybe see something now and again but um well the point of this i suppose is, is that i haven't seen as much as i as i used to and i think it's it's interesting to think of these names you know even Catherine mcgrath locally yeah. we haven't really spoken about her maybe we should have Catherine on the pod if we, we i think maybe we've spoken about that 
notion before, but she has had an interesting journey. She almost seemed to be garnering this huge momentum locally and even in the UK as well. And then, well, here we are in 2023 and I haven't heard Catherine in years. I could see Catherine, though, just becoming a very successful songwriter in Nashville. I have reached out to her and tried to get her on the pod. Well, I've broached the idea and she seems quite enthusiastic about it, but she seems to constantly be on the move. You know, if she's not in Greece, she's in Croatia and uh, she takes forever to reply to my messages. Maybe that's to do with what part of the world she's in, the strength of her signal, or maybe she just doesn't like me. Maybe so. Maybe so. There's our answer for having her on. Surely Devin Dawson is an interesting one. Of course, he seems to have gone through this kind of, seems to have gone through hell with this with this voice thing. Are you familiar with this? Tell me about him. Yeah, so he, he posted on Instagram. I think he did a video on Instagram, maybe an interview with, with Storm Warren on, on Sirius XM. On his post here, there's certainly, a, there's, I've just loaded it up. It says, you know, what's up, fam? And um, he effectively had been suffering by the, from this thing called dysphonia. dysphonia. Um, it's a muscle condition, apparently, that, or so he says, that affects the way people talk and sing. Um, and it's really affected his talking voice and his singing voice in the lower ranges. He said he's been dealing with it for about 10 months now. I think this was back um, around November time, I want to say. You know, when all this started, I hoped it would be a couple of months recovery and then I would do all the work to find my way through it. But uh, he says he is way better than he was a few months ago, but he's still not, uh, not where he needs to be to give everybody, give the fans 100%. Here's hoping that he, he's able to make it back because, I, I mean... I loved All On Me, of course, right? When it gets heavy, put the weight on me, baby, put it all on me. Put it all on You've had good things to say about his, about his previous album. Yeah, I mean, I remember catching him play literally solo acoustic in Nashville, and he had such a powerful voice. And I loved the Dark Horse album. I wasn't aware of the condition you've just mentioned. So I just assumed, you know, in 2021, he put out a, an EP called The Pink Slip and it was quite a shift in sound. It was almost veering into an R&B hip hop sort of, like if you were to talk about the instrumentation. So I just thought maybe that came out and didn't do an awful lot. I do still see his name, probably like yourself, like I'm really into like who's writing the songs and I still do see his name popping up quite often, uh, maybe not on singles, but on album tracks. But God knows when these songs were originally written, you know, the way they lie around. Um, well, at the same time, it, at least that's maybe been a way that he's where, he, where he's found, you know, to still be productive despite yeah. the voice. Um, I mean, because it would make sense, wouldn't it? You can still write. I just thought it was an issue with lack of traction or hits. It's interesting yeah. to me you're bringing up this this condition. That's that's yeah. quite eye-opening. Absolutely. And, and very different to maybe everybody else on this list. Um, I mean, the next one I have on it is, <laughs> is maybe a bit too obscure. But you remember Walker McGuire? I did an interview with them way back in the day. They were a duo, Jordan Walker, Johnny Maguire, I believe. Right. They had some really kind of big-ish songs. 45, almost 46 million mysteries of the world. They had another song, almost 35 million streams till tomorrow. Go and check out Walker Maguire, vintage Walker Maguire, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't in a while or if, uh, or if you don't know them. Isn't that interesting, like how even if you manage to win the lottery and get signed or get on a big tour in the States... You're still nowhere near making it. I mean, they really had concrete success, but I think maybe for them, I want to say it was it was a mutual sort of decision to part. And I think maybe both of them are involved very much in in writing. I think certainly you see that name Jordan Walker pop up. Kenan Smith, though, longtime favorite of mine. I mean, that Bronco album from 2015, surely. One of my favorites ever, probably in country music. You know, it seemed like for a period of time as well. And how tragic is this that I'm even mentioning this, but... Like so many country artists seem to have lost a brother or a sister or whatever. 
And uh, and in Kanan's case, you know, the album was called Bronco. Is that time flying in hell of a ride in Bronco? You know, he tells the story in the song about his brother who drove an old Ford Bronco and died in a, in a car crash. But there's an artist who was so authentic to country music. I do remember a few years ago catching him in Belfast opening for the Shires at the limelight. This, yeah. Right. I was at that gig. I want to say that was maybe 2016. Yeah. And that is the last time I've ever thought of him. <laughs> really? Yeah. I loved it. I hung about even then. I wasn't in interviews then. I hung around to sort of see if he'd do like a sign-in or something after. And I think I actually got speaking. Now, I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was his wife who okay. was at the merch stand. Uh, maybe a future wife at that stage. I'm not sure how many years he's been married, but uh, she was like, oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. He's not coming out. He didn't come out like, and uh, then I saw him post a picture later on that he was, look at this great pub. It's called Filthies in Ireland. <laughs> so we're like, it's a dump. Here's me heartbroken uh, that I never got meeting Kenneth Smith because that album meant a whole lot to me in my, you know, initial fall in love with country music. Uh, but yeah, Kenneth Smith, certainly an interesting one. It doesn't surprise me that these are the types of artists you do connect with, but see the likes of Kenan Smith. I think we mentioned before the likes of Tucker Bethard, Frankie Ballard to a certain extent. I don't think these guys are a million miles away from a Parker McCollum. And it's strange to me that it really seems to be, maybe it's just to do with the strength of the songs, but it's strange to me how Parker McCollum, it's really working and these guys perform it didn't. Okay. Okay. I think what you need to do, right, is you need to go right now into Spotify and you need to type in Parker McCollum okay uh -huh. and you need to go past the recent releases I'm talking Stone Handle on You Gold Chain Cowboy go past them all the rest you know Deep cuts. the rest of my life to be loved by you the initial Hollywood gold EP Young Man's Blues forget it all Stuart right uh -huh. I want you to keep going further back till you come to an album called Probably Wrong right and then I want you to go further back again and listen okay. to an album called The Limestone Kid then you will see then you'll hear my Parker McCollum is built different. What about Easton Corbin, Stuart? Huh? Just released a new album last month. He looks jacked these days. He's in seriously uh -huh. good shape, which you wouldn't think so, because he looks like maybe fuller in the face. Uh -huh. But the guy is ripped. And you know those songs like Baby Be My Love Song, I Could Love You Like That. Give me some more. I'm all over the road. Excellent songs that stand the test of time. Are you with me? I mean, Easton Corbin, mate. We need to get some more love for Easton Corbin. I used to always go um, back before we sat down and agreed to do a podcast together. Surely, uh, you might remember me attending all my country music gigs. And back maybe before I had Rihanna as a girlfriend as well, you might remember me attending these gigs with a guy called Shay. And right? then he met Dan and the rest of sister. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Great guy, though, my Shay. And uh, Shay particularly fell for Easton Corbin. Just loved Easton Corbin. You know, he used to sing all those songs to me. And anytime we were traveling down to a gig in Dublin, he'd be getting Easton Corbin on the uh, on the old Spotify and, and get, playing it in the car. You know, I mean, there, there's a guy who wasn't really that much of a fan of country music, but just, so where's Easton Corbin gone? That's what I want to know, surely. He's still active. America's a big place. You can tour it for the rest of your life. As we've said, he's got a new album out. Uh, big T's a big fan of Easton Corbin. And despite the fact I've told him now four times that he's literally just released a brand new album, as I drive down the road, I'll hear him on the radio going, Easton Corbin, isn't it about time he released something new? I've just told you. 
Well, here's Jody. Stop me. Uh, as I say, these next few names, okay? Uh, just whenever one strikes you. Uh, Drake White, maybe a little bit in here. We've talked about Ryan Kinder before. Spoken about Sam Hunt on this pod, even. Uh, another artist I follow, Maggie Baugh. Do you know her? Never heard no, of her. No, she was kind of up and coming way back when, you know. Um, but she was playing guitar, I think, recently for Sam Hunt and Ingrid Andres doing their song together on the Kelly Clarkson show. Um, oh. She seems to have got really popular on TikTok and really popular on Instagram uh, nowadays and uh, and has really built up a bit of momentum recently because she she does these like guitar like videos, you know, where a famous country song will be playing, you know, like Garth Brooks, The Thunder Rolls or something. And then she'll do the guitar riff and she's an incredible instrumentalist. So you know what? Uh, respect where it's due. Maggie Ball. I hope she she goes from strength to strength and, and actually... Um, we can, we can hear some more stuff from her. But I'm just going to keep knocking these names off, Stuart. Gerard Neiman. Hey! Gerard Neiman. Never heard of her. Well, to him. <laughs> Gerard Neiman. Gerard Neiman. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, that's what I said. But you said it like the way you say Dirks, Dirks, or something. You know what I mean? Gerard Neiman. Drink to that all night. Yeah. Remember, what was the song he did with Lee Bryce? What was the song he did with Pitbull? Now that I like. I can drink the van all night. What about that though? Blast from the past, huh? Who else we got in here? Billy Currington, even, huh? Oh, Billy's my boy. Billy Currington is fifty percent Kenny Chesney and fifty percent Kit Moore. Would you agree? I would a hundred percent agree. There you go. Boom. There's a there there's a take. Go. That's a clip. Get that up in the Insta. Are you aware of the most recent album he put out, where he was he teamed up with some like electronic dance DJ? Do you know what I'm talking about? You're not going to say cheat codes again here, are you? No, 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 no. <laughs> So what I'm saying is, if that was a fresh new artist, that sounds great. But the problem is, what he did before. Yeah, <laughs> your history. <laughs> It'll catch up to you, mate. Yeah. Wow, Billy Carrington. So what you're saying is, is that I just need to broaden my horizons and go and spend more time with Billy Carrington. No, Billy's still out there. He's still playing. He's still doing it. He's still... You know, Billy is a man of simple means. <laughs> you're talking about, like, it's like Billy from, like, I don't know. Oh, you know Billy, like, you know Billy. I mean, Billy's a bit like Kip, you know what I mean? He'll take off for months at a time and just, like, live and sleep on a beach, you know, drinking from coconuts and harpooning his own fish. Oh, we just got to respect that, Stuart. There's about 3% of that that's factually correct. He's probably checked into a five-star <laughs> hotel. If he's falling off the radar, it's because that's how he wants to live, all right? What about Jews like Lucas, Stuart? I've seen them really, you know, do that song. Oh, my goodness. Do you know why I saw it? Because you're Mandrew Baldridge. Mr. JK Pet Hate. Mime along the videos. Uh-huh. Do you know that song that's doing the rounds now on TikTok? Red, White and Blue. Mm-hmm. Have you heard this? It's very, you know, we talked about this previously. It's very kind of classic Toby Keith. Yeah, I got three favorite colors and that's red, white and blue. I did sort of feel like whenever Florida George Line announced they were splitting, I sort of thought, right, low cash, this is your moment. This is your time to dominate as a duo. But they've not done it. Well, here, maybe not as, uh, maybe even as relevant as low cash, but do you remember Waterloo Revival? Nope. I'll be Tyler Farr. Yeah, yeah. He's married to, was it Jason Aldean's? No, he's married to Jason Aldean. <laughs> What's Brittany been doing all this time? Um, what is the relation there? Though is Tyler Farr married to Jason Aldean's sister? Because I noticed even through lockdown, he seemed to be always just like hanging out in Jason Aldean's back garden. I thought times had got that tough. He was maybe maybe Jason had hired him as a yard boy or something. He was going up and down with a lawnmower. But yeah, 
So that makes sense. A guy walks into a yard, brushes the leaves. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a decent voice. Yeah, here, where's he gone? He did a collaboration with just not the end of the world, if I remember correctly. Um, damn good friends. Damn good friends. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Do you know, um, is it better than or better in boots? Better in boots? Yeah. Am I right in thinking one of the girls from Runaway June was a writer on that? But anyway, that song contains one of the creepiest moments in country music. When it starts, Tyler Farr goes, Yeah. But it's so unnecessary. It's like this. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's no need for it. No, no, no need for that bit. This is the goal that uh, that these names create whenever I read them off here. Let's keep at it. Um, Granger Smith, he's still Instagramming, inspiring people, it seems, by by being something of a modern-day preacher on social media. Doesn't he have, like, an alter ego character? Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Earl Dibbles Jr. He almost seems more popular than Granger Smith. <laughs> Granger Smith, though, I think, tragically, he did have wasn't there a thing about Granger Smith that his son died or something? He's like two yeah, years old. Yeah, he drowned in the swimming pool. Tragic. Absolutely tragic. Um, maybe that's what's, you know, I think, because he does it. He's big in the podcasting world now, it seems. Yeah. He's uh, he's big, as I say, with it's almost like this modern day kind of preaching thing. It just seems to be almost that he's off on a different career path now. I think he has a very loyal fan base. And he is consistently gigging. He's just not a top 40 radio guy. Fair enough. Uh, I'm not going to, I do have the name Keely Shore mentioned here. Um, I don't know if she was ever on the radar that much, to be fair. And to be fair to her, she is also now, I think I even saw her doing some Song Suffragette stuff in London right. uh, recently. But uh, but like names like Blair Hanks and Casey Derhack. Do you remember those guys? No. No? I'll keep at it until there is one that you recognize, surely. Curtis Grimes? No. Nope. Texas-based artist? What about Aaron Watson, even? I mean, Aaron Watson, no, in fact, I take it back. He's not off the radar. And the old man said, son, I'm just too dumb. Oh, that was, I played that in the show recently. Aaron Watson, okay, aside from uh, Morgan Evans, is the nicest interviewee I've ever had in my life. It felt like that man would break his own back for you. Like he was just... The bad extreme. It's a bit extreme. It's a bit needless, Aaron. All right, don't calm down, mate. But um, what a gentleman, genuinely. What a lovely guy. And uh, yeah, Texas boys. Curtis Grimes and Aaron Watson. I've interviewed them both. It's all about those Texas people. I like Texas. If I ever move to the States, remind me to go to Texas. Yeah. I've never been to Texas. What's that been. part of Texas that uh, Joe Rogan moved to that seems to be so popular at the minute? I'm just going to shout out names. Austin. Austin. <laughs> Is Sorry, it Austin? The first one you mentioned. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> all right, Blake Shelton. <laughs> And Q. If you're calling about the car, I sold it. If this is Tuesday night, I'm bowling. If you got something I just highlighted to my severe. I had San Antonio to go to. I had Dallas. I had Houston. I felt El so Paso. dumb. I felt so dumb when you had it the first time. And it was so obvious. It was like saying, <laughs> what's that place in America known as the Big Apple? New York. That's it. Rodney Atkins. Seem to be a bit too OG to mention on this list. Hasn't he now sort of formed somewhat of a duo with his wife? Right, okay. I'm maybe unfamiliar with this. Okay. But these are the um, things you learn, Sturdy, in talking about artists that you seemingly think are off the radar. Chase Bryant. Do you remember him? I do. Change Your Name. That was the big song, wasn't it? Yeah. Chase Bryant. Where did Chase Bryant go? He's a good looking guy. Nice marketable aesthetic. 
guitar playing, electric guitar playing guy that always stood out to me. Um, that he seemed to like he could actually play the electric guitar and he wasn't just sort of it wasn't just like part of his image. Yeah. But change your name, yeah. Whatever happened to him? Uh, mate, Frankie Ballard. Have we talked about this? We have. That was a wild night in Belfast, wasn't it, when he played the Mandela Hall? And the four people that were there remember as such. <laughs> Behave. That was a well-attended gig, actually. As far as far as Mandela Hall gigs go, I thought that was pretty decent. Do you know what? It snowed that night, and it put me off going. I'll tell you what. We're just talking about marketable aesthetic people who can actually play the guitar. Uh-huh. That makes no sense to me. How Frankie Ballard isn't a superstar. Guy's got a great voice. Probably top five, top ten guitarists in country music, right? He's a beautiful man. Super marketable. Do you just say he's a beautiful man? Yeah, he's a beautiful man. Do you know what I agree? Frankie Ballard. Okay. I'm going there. Frankie Ballard's a beautiful man. The point being, the guy can sing, the guy can play guitar, and the guy's good looking. Where along the journey did that not work out? Maybe the quality of the songs. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a key ingredient. Also, yeah, Rodney Atkins has now formed essentially a duo with his wife, Rose Falcon, and they put an EP out last year called Rod and Rose. Just wanted to say that. Rod and Rose. There you go. Can we get back to Frankie Ballard? I'm very passionate about Frankie Mitt. I'm going to pull up the old Frankie Ballard discography here. Gosh, look at him. He is a beautiful man. He could have been hired to play Elvis. He's got that Elvis kind of meets Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future. Cool kind of slick back hair, Grease-esque. Every time you kiss me, it's like sunshine whiskey. <laughs> so good, Mitt. You know, I do like it started with a beer. It all started with a beer. Yeah. I remember seeing these live, that Mandela Hall gig, mate. Frankie Ballard. You think about the random gigs that came to Belfast. I'm not sure it gets more random than that. And to be fair to him, and maybe we've mentioned this before, you know, there's big artists who they wait a long time or they don't ever take the risk in coming over here. Frankie Ballard was fairly fresh into his career when, you know, he was coming over to the likes of Belfast and playing. Amen, brother. Amen. Long live Frankie Ballard. Let's get Frankie on the podcast. Let's do it. Watch this space. Um, how about uh, Lanco, American Young, A Thousand Horses? I feel like they're a band that all they need is one decent song and they'll be back in the forefront of your mind again. I wouldn't necessarily say they've fallen off the radar, but... Parmalee-esque movie? Yeah. Well, maybe a thousand so essentially what they need to do is completely change their sound to meet whatever trend's working at this moment. Yeah, exactly. Here, I'll tell you one. Here's one for you. Jacob Davis. Jordan George Davis's brother. brother. You ever hear his song, What I Want to Be? No. Go and listen to it after this podcast is over. It's a bop. It is oh. class. I like Jacob Davis before I like Jordan Davis so much so, and I might have told this story before in the podcast. Well, I've told this story where we got, had a drunken night out in Belfast with Jordan Davis. But I'm not sure I ever mentioned the fact that whenever we got to upstairs at Filthies when we were sitting there, Jordan FaceTimed Jacob. And I was like, yes, get him on the FaceTime. Get him on the FaceTime. And it was very bad connection. But not many people can say that they FaceTime Jacob Davis and Filthy McNasties. Kevin Smith has. <laughs> it's interesting that you even knew at that point about what his brother's done. I'm sure that was quite refreshing. Yeah. You know what you're thinking? Oh, seriously, go and check that song. It is an absolute bop. Anyway, I'll move on before you criticize my singing voice again. No, no, um, no. Dylan Schneider. What happened to him? Do you remember him? It rings a bell, but I can't yeah. think of any of the music. 
Um, here, what about this one here, right? Canada's number one duo for country, High Valley. Yeah. Right? Where have they been? Canada? Canada. <laughs> right there on the ranch, I don't know. But uh, hey, two brothers that could sing, play guitar. I play a lot of kind of bluegrass instruments, right? They had a, quite the relationship with Ricky Skaggs from memory. Long live High Valley. Let's see some would, more of that. Would you say Cam has fallen off the radar? No more than she was ever on it. Oh, if you know what I mean, like I think she's still as present as maybe, okay, maybe slightly, but I think Cam is one of these artists, a bit like maybe I'm going to compare it to Chris Stapleton here, but I, what I mean by that is, is that the music doesn't necessarily need to live right now; it can live forever. I think that's a big compliment because I think her quality will last. Um, and the, yeah, there's nothing really else to it. Uh, I think we'll always enjoy Cam's music. It kind of transcends time. Speaking of Jews, though, in High Valley, what about Love and Theft, surely? Love and Theft were the original Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> Some compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're a very boy band meets country music anyway. Um, gosh, I'm really living my youth here with all these artists. Green River Ordinance, remember them? No. Probably a little bit more on the outside of country music. We've bit more mountainy. We've bit more bluegrassy. But yeah, I love that band, Red Fire Night. Um, what about Craig Campbell? He popped up my feed there recently on Instagram, and he was sitting on a tractor with another artist on another tractor. But didn't he perform fairly recently on stage at the Opry with Jelly Roll? Craig Campbell? Uh-huh. I mean, you know his, that banger, Outskirts of Heaven. Lord, when I die, I want to live on the outskirts of heaven. Praise Jesus! <laughs> Here it is here. Here's the tractor video. Walker Hayes. It was Walker Hayes. It was just him randomly. And Walker Hayes sitting on two tractors, right? Look at this. Look at them. The two of them. They just pull up and they have a little a little shindig. Yeah, they're in tractors. They're not going very fast. <laughs> there you go. Walker Hayes and Craig Campbell. And speaking of artists like Craig Campbell, can I say this? Justin Moore? He's still fairly prevalent. Is he? He is. Is he? He is. Is he? He is. <laughs> I, can't, I can't go any higher. Oh, mate. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's another poster boy of the, of this list, you know. Um, Joe Nichols? I would say that he is off the radar, but he's currently top 40 with a good day for living, which only took a year to get there, but, you know. But he was off the radar before that. Yeah. Fair to say. Yeah. What was that random show he did at the bottom of Ireland? I'm going to say the bottom. I mean, the most, like, southern yeah. point of Ireland. Killarney or, like, I don't know, kill something. Hold on, I'm going to find this out, because I remember thinking, Joe, just come to Belfast. This is so weird. Joe Nichols, live in Killarney. It was Killarney. I was yeah. right. INEC Killarney, yeah. Unbelievable. CMA Fest a couple of years ago, our good friend, shout out, Luke at Lime Tree and the gang, invited me to some Joe Nichols performance thing. And Joe comes out in the middle of the afternoon and did all the hits. It was like a fan club party. He took questions from the fans. And it was just, you know, again, you talk about a guy off the radar. You forget the incredible songs that guy has recorded. You know, Impossible. Um, yeah. Joe's Place. <laughs> Obviously, Broken Heartsville. Tequila Makes Her Clothes Fall Off. Oh, Great stuff. what a song. Oh, Tequila Makes Your Clothes Fall Off. Such a good song. I'll end it with these two, Sturdy. Brandy Clark, one of the most epic writers probably in Nashville, to be fair to her. And the band Perry. Oh, the band Perry. The band Perry. They were a great group. Weren't Come they? back. 
Come back to Van Perry. Come back to your country home. Stop meddling with your electro pop goth shit. <laughs> Another episode I have to mark as explicit. Well, if you'd like to get in touch with the Free Rambler Men, you can email us on freeramblermen at gmail.com. And if you want to give us a follow or some support, we are at Free Rambler Men on Instagram and Twitter. Stuart can also be found on those platforms at Stuart underscore Banford on Instagram and at Stuart Banford on Twitter. I am at the John Cairn. Any and just about everything that you can imagine. Surely the final word goes to you. Well, before the final three words go to me. Reach out, connect with us, network, follow us, I dare you. <laughs> Keep rambling free. And here, go Chiefs! Chiefs coming Super Bowl. Another great episode in the bag. <laughs>